0: Flight 229,
1: you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. We've got a great podcast on the way today as we talk with Ryan Fleming, financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving you worldwide with an office in Charleston, South Carolina here on the Pilot's Advisor. Coming up a little bit later, we're going to see what some great proverbs, some sayings about life can teach us about our finances. This will be pretty fun. Uh, all our eggs in one basket. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Those kinds of sayings. What do they teach us about financial life? We've also got a great question from Roberta about owning a lot of companies stock at the same company that you work for. Is that a good or a bad idea? We'll cover that plus the quote of the week to get things started coming up right now here on the pilot's advisor. Well, Ryan Fleming, every once in a while, likes to take a quote and see what financial lessons or life lessons in general we can glean from the quote. This one will take on, I think, more of the form of a financial lesson. And this one's from Pablo Picasso, known more for his paintings, of course, his artwork. I'd like to live as a poor man with lots of money, Pablo Picasso once said. That sounds to me more like a Yogi Berra saying, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, Walter, you're always putting me on the spot, and I like this <laughs> quote. I think it's great. But, you know, what does that mean to you? Because I look at it, and I, it makes me wonder what you think of that quote.
1: Oh, no, you're going to throw it back at me. I think he means like, like a, a poor man maybe in the terms of carefree, right, with little to worry about, you know, not the stress of a, of a job and having to maybe, I, I don't know, maybe that I, that's my initial reaction. I don't know if that's very eloquent. But then, hey, I have lots of money to still go do fun stuff with that freedom. That's sort of what I'm imagining.
0: Well, it makes me think about two different things. Number one, the older I get, the more I want to simplify my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want more businesses or more cars or more investment properties. I want to actually simplify things so I have less things to stress out about. So when I see the poor man, I think the same thing as you. I think about the simple life, not complicated. But I also think that you want things in life to be that way when you know you have enough money and it's not an issue. So if you had all the money in the world, you probably wouldn't need all those other things, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: And I also had another individual... You know, money's not everything, and I 100% believe that. But I had an individual tell me that that's great, but 90% of the things out there can be easily solved with money. So if you could take 90% of all the things in the world out there that might stress you out and just make them go away, I think that's pretty valuable as well.
1: Yeah. I like your, uh, your takeaways from that for sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. So again, the quote, I'd like to live as a poor man with lots of money. What does that quote maybe mean? This also seems to kind of highlight the uh, grass is always greener mentality. I was just talking to somebody the other day and they're asking how I was doing. I was like, I am so, I'm so busy. I just can't keep up with it all. It just, this last week was just insane. It was crazy. And I was like, I'm yearning for the days of the previous summer where I was kind of twiddling my thumbs going, I wish I was busier. <laughs> so the grass is always greener, right? when you're when you're not busy, you want to be busy. when you're when you're as busy as all can be, then you just you know would love to press the brakes a little bit. And it's the same thing from a financial standpoint. you know you can have lots of money, but you can still be en- envious of you know people who don't because of certain situations. So it's just kind of interesting well, to see that.
0: Well, it, it makes me think even more about the 10% that you can't fix with money. I mean, that's the stuff that really matters. You know, having a good relationship with your son or daughter or your spouse or other members of your family. You could have a 150 foot yacht, but if you don't have anybody to spend it with, who cares? I'd rather have a dinghy or, you know, a blow up raft and have my family with me or have other individuals in my life who I can truly connect with and share things with.
1: That's a great point. All right. Thanks, Pablo Picasso, for the uh, the great quote to ponder today with Ryan Fleming.
0: Thanks, Pablo. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. We're heading out to
1: Colorado for this next mailbag question. It comes to us from Roberta. By the way, submit your questions, uh, Ryan, at FlemingFG.com, or just straight through the website, FlemingFG.com. Roberta says I'm a big believer in my current company's future, so the majority of my 401k is invested in company stock. I understand that I'm not diversified, but isn't that okay since I know the company so well?
0: The answer to this question is no, that is not okay. <laughs> All right, there we go. Thanks for the question, Roberta. Moving on. <laughs> Actually, I have a couple stories about this one. Is is All one of my them FedEx Enron. Appliance. Go ahead. <laughs> is one of them Enron? Well, I don't have a personal Enron story, <laughs> but I would say GE, I have a couple of those. Okay, okay. Most close to home is my stepfather, Paul. For years and years and years, I kept telling him, buddy, I know you worked at GE for 30 years. I know you love the company. I know it's done great things, but you need to diversify because he had nothing but GE stock. And if anybody is not familiar with what happened to GE stock, it has basically you know, gone all the way down. And I think after he lost 50% in his portfolio, he finally reached out to me and said, can you please help me? Mm-hmm. And I did. But you know, in my opinion, that was way too late, but we did get him you know, properly globally diversified and it probably saved his retirement. Because if he would have kept all his GE stock, he'd have almost nothing now.
1: Wow. But maybe sacrificed uh, a bit too much along the way. It could, isn't having the retirement he could have maybe had, right?
0: Exactly. And one of the big problems I see, especially pilots, you know, whatever airline they fly for is the best, obviously, and they know the company very, very well. So I see them constantly speculating, gambling or talking about where the stock is. And not only are they exposed to that company because they fly for them, but then they're buying all that company's stock. You know, it'd be a little bit different if we got like a 10% discount to buy the stock and then you could diversify it later because that would be an intelligent, prudent thing to do. But I tell them, I mean, if you have a diversified portfolio, you already own FedEx, you already own Delta and you already have a ton of exposure to that company so you buying more stock on the outside is just exposing yourself to them more and i highly don't recommend it
1: it's a really good point and no company i mean if the ge's of the world can experience the plummet then certainly airlines can experience those plummets as well they're not immune to you know any f- major future issue every publicly traded company is going to have some risk built into it that you know things could go wrong and we, we see it all the time
0: especially airlines they're so volatile i mean even apple i mean everybody thinks apple is going to be great forever but apple almost failed you know two decades ago or whatever it was sure
1: so and they're only a couple of bad products away from you know being in big trouble i mean they're extremely high brand loyalty but Boy, if they flop for an entire year, you could just see that start to, you know, really hurt them.
0: Well, absolutely, and you know, I even look at Boeing. I mean, Boeing's going to be fine simply because there's just not that many competitors out there. I mean, you look at airplane manufacturers; there's only a couple, and they're you know, you know supported by the government and everything else. But, but it just goes to show you one thing could really tumble and create a big, big disaster for any company.
1: Yep, exactly. And not every company is going to be well positioned to weather those storms like maybe, you know, Boeing has over some of the recent controversies surrounding the different crashes and whatnot. So it's just really interesting to look at. So, Roberta, great question. But yeah, simple answer to that one, as Ryan recapped for you, is no, it's not okay. You don't want to keep all of your money and your livelihood in the same company. It's just putting all your eggs in one basket, and we know that that is uh, you know, a bad proverb to disagree with. That is when you've got to follow. Great question, Roberta. Again, if you want to submit one to be featured on the show, do so online at FlemingFG.com or email Ryan, Ryan at FlemingFG.com. All right, Ryan, I got kind of a uh, fun segment for you here. You know, we just answered that question from Roberta, and I mentioned the uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And so we thought we'd have some fun on today's show by seeing what popular proverbs can teach us about money. So, there, you know, there's plenty of proverbs and axioms that aren't necessarily meant to be about money, but we can kind of easily learn a financial lesson from them anyway. So, I'll hey, throw Walter. Out. Yeah, go ahead.
0: We're talking to pilots here. You said proverbs, axioms. Can you slow down a little bit? We've got some Marines out there.
1: <laughs> oh, throwing a little shade. Okay. All right. I see. Some popular sayings. How about that? Is that just a little okay. bit? Yeah, uh, we, we bit
0: weren't easier. all Air Force officers. You know, there's some Marines and Navy guys out there, and you got to slow down
1: a little bit. Oh, man. See, I I don't have the military background, so I've got to keep my mouth shut as you guys, you know, (laughs) war back and forth over this stuff. So um, that is fantastic. So yes, popular sayings for those of you who Ryan is totally throwing under the bus here that teach us things about money. So let me quickly exit this conversation. So Ryan's the one that, you know, eats any backlash here from you Marines out there. Let's start with that one that we talked about with Roberta. Obviously, the takeaway, I think, is pretty easy for that one, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. We applied it specifically to kind of the stock mentality on that one there, but you see this in other ways in the financial world too, right?
0: Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a a valuable tip on how to live life. And from a stock perspective, like we just talked about, I sleep well at night knowing that I have a portfolio that has over 17,000 different companies all around the world because they're not all going to fail at the same time. And I think it's all about having financial peace of mind. And I think about it with life, about how, you know, everything's okay in moderation. Too much of anything good actually turns bad.
1: Yes, the balanced life we know is so important to lead. And that is a very true saying, axiom, proverb. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Here's another fun one. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I remember when I was younger and I heard that one. I just remember going, that's a really weird saying. I don't, it didn't really ring true about anything when I was, you know, a little bit younger. But now I'm starting to kind of grasp that one a little bit more.
0: Well, I think about it in a couple of different ways and I think it'll be interesting to hear what you have to say. But if you're investing for retirement properly, it's actually not that complicated. It is really not that complicated. And I think that. You know, what I tell guys, sometimes it's not as sexy as owning, you know, 14 houses or, you know, this new business that you started on the side, but it's actually the proper way to invest for retirement. And also, you know, be happy with what you have. I mean, most of us have some retirement savings, which is more than most of our population. So we always are trying to keep up with the Joneses, but let's uh, be appreciative of what we do have
1: yeah, I think it all seems to be just you know the mentality. and and what is it that you're putting at risk? You know that if you're uh, you know you might lose the one bird if you go after the two. Well, is it if it's a financial example, Is it money that you're willing to lose? Well, then maybe that's okay to go after the two that's in the bush but if it's your retirement account if it's money that you need to survive through your you know financial life into the future well then that's probably better to just hang on and not worry about trying to you know double that money and at least in this case in this saying you know is your life going to really be that much affected by doubling what you have now or would it be really affected if you lost it all or even if you lost half of it what would be a more dramatic change to your lifestyle
0: Which is a great lead into risk tolerance because I don't think a lot of clients understand exactly what their risk tolerance is because they want their cake and they want to eat it too. And what I mean by that is nobody complains when they're getting that 33% return. But for you to get that 33% return, you've invested in a portfolio that's very volatile, that has a high percentage of stocks. And that means that when the market's down, you might lose 20%. And you know, you gotta be able to hang with those ups and downs. I think about that as kind of a risk tolerance thing as well.
1: Also, for as we're talking about markets, I bet there's a parallel here to this next saying. A rising tide lifts all boats. What do you think about that one, Walter? I mean, it makes sense. No matter how big your boat is, big or small, that rising tide's gonna, you know, unless you got a hole in the bottom of your boat, I guess, it's gonna lift you up, right?
0: Yeah. And you know, I I'm a financial advisor, I'm not a magician. And so <laughs> you know, if the market's down, your portfolio is probably going to be down. If the market's up, your portfolio is probably going to be up. So what I can really control is your exposure to said market. So I can help you take your boat and not run into buildings and I can help you go down the left side of the river instead of the right side of the river. But ultimately, I'm not a magician. I can't take a negative market and all of a sudden give you positive results.
1: Not without lots and lots of speculation and even greater risk than just, you know, staying on that rising tide, right?
0: Put it all on black. Mm -hmm.
1: There you go. Put it all on black. I like that. So, yeah, we don't want to enter into uh, all that speculation. Just realize that there's going to be whims of the market that we've got to follow up and down a little bit. All right, that's enough sayings or axioms. We don't want to overwhelm, you know, those who uh, couldn't follow along with the whole Proverbs You know, thing a little bit earlier, right, Ryan? We've got to cut it short at some point.
0: We can't. Proverbs.
1: He said it. I didn't. Uh, (laughs) If you are not a Marine, you might want to reach out to Ryan and ask him questions about your financial life, maybe what's going on in your portfolio, your situation. If you are a Marine, you can also just reach out and strangle him through the phone. Either way, you can call or text Ryan, 843-475-3038 is the number to get in touch with him. All kidding aside, if you need any help with your financial situation, Ryan's a fun guy to talk to, and he's going to make sure you get well taken care of on the financial side of things so that you can, you know, eliminate some of this worry, some of this concern that we often talk about here on the podcast and live with a little bit more of that balance, a little bit more of that freedom in your mindset to make sure that, you know, you've got a good retirement plan in place. 843-475-3038. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan.
0: Well, yeah, I was just going to say, Walter, you said the word freedom and I wanted to, you know, all kidding aside, make a statement here really quickly. Marines are a lot of fun and, you know, all of our service members, all those people that have served our country and sacrificed so we can have the freedoms that we wanna have. So you and I can actually have a be on a podcast like this and, and say whatever we want to say. I just wanna thank everybody for their service. I think it's, you know, the most selfless thing you can do
1: absolutely and thanks for putting up with uh, a few jokes here and there along the way they deserve it <laughs> see there you can't stop you can't quit can you they've earned it that's that's right that's right FlemingFG.com the place to go on the website as well if you've got questions listen to past episodes of the podcast don't forget to subscribe go to uh, Google Podcasts we're on Apple Podcasts as well and you can find us on Spotify Stitcher all other sorts of apps and podcast places out there as well Ryan, thanks for the help on the podcast today. had a pleasure chatting with you, and we'll look forward to doing it again
0: soon. Sorry I made it so difficult on you today, but you hung in there very well. (laughs) Thank you
1: so much, sir. I appreciate it.
0: To all you uh, pilots out there, everybody uh, fly safe, and we look forward to uh, talking with you on our next show.